Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com forward slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, this is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And we're with Watch Out for Fireballs, and we're doing it live at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. That's right. We are going to be talking about a retro game at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, but we need your help. So please go to www.duckfeed.tv forward slash Kickstarter. and send you to the Kickstarter page. Throw us a couple bucks. You're going to get the live show. You're going to get a bunch of other neat stuff. And we, we're not ready to announce it yet. We promise you're going to like the game that we're going to do. And uh, we'd really appreciate it. So once again, that is duckfeed.tv slash Kickstarter. And uh, you'll enjoy the thing. You'll enjoy the thing. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm still Dennis Furia. And we are still Ben Bon Bin Bon Bin <laughs> Bonfireside Chat Appendix, an undead second favorite. And this week we are reading your errata, your corrections from uh, the previous episode. Uh, I think there's some series-wide stuff in there, too. Um, mm-hmm. And also uh, hearing what you have to say about the Duke's Archives and the Crystal Caves, the episode of which uh, we just uh, we just hit last week. Uh, thanks for sticking around, Dennis. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thanks, I, I have nothing better to do tonight. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and this has been a blast. Yeah. So the appendixes are always real fun. Um, do we want to jump right into the tiny, tiny beings errata, Gary? Errata yeah, tat tat. Leia channel on is back. Let's do it. <laughs> um, duh. Don't yeah. Don't. It's the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you underestimate yourself. Yeah, no. There's still future. Like there's future, Gary. Um, all right, I'll get us started with uh, Kyle Odin via Facebook, and he says. There's an area between Lost Isolith and the catacombs that Cole mentioned, and it sure has a lot of dragon butts in it. The undead dragon in the valley, notably, doesn't have a badonkadonk either. I remember reading a thread somewhere of someone suggesting the idea that maybe the undead dragon is regenerating continuously, and the dragon butts are just falling off into Lost Isolith. <laughs> That's great. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like the same way that like if you had a salamander and you just wanted a lot of salamander tails, <laughs> you could just have the saddest pet and lots of tails. Like, <laughs> How many times do we make reference to keeping something captive in order to harvest its parts? Because uh, like, like once once a week because we record about once a week for one of the things. Uh, for two it, weeks. May, it makes a weird kind of sense because you know dragons are supposed to be immortal, right? So yeah. You, chop off a button you're not gonna die yeah Yeah. oh man harvest that button (laughs) it would be like the kind of thing you could buy by itself if there were real dolls in the dragon world of dark souls oh you could buy a replacement (laughs) yeah you could you could just buy the butt or no not just that but like if you ever i mean if you ever go to the real dolls website oh yeah you can just buy a throat hi this is my throat Exactly. Like I just want a torso, and you, and that is what you do if you're a fucking serial killer. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're a repulsive, they you can buy single boobs. On that thing, and they're they're perfect spheres. They don't come attached to a torso. And when I first saw them, I thought they looked like eyeballs. 
And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, why, why are people going to the real doll site just buying a standalone eyeball? That's the worst thing I've ever no, seen. Like a boob is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, was like, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I was just thinking, like, I don't like, I don't enjoy feeling out my girlfriend's eyes. You know, like one I could see having a masturbatory use, and the other one I could just see being something you would decorate your house with, in addition to like manuscripts of human skin and like Nazi plates. And, you know? and, maybe maybe you're trying to do like a mad scientist set for a theater production. <laughs> at, at least at least once in the past that has happened. You know that, right? That someone's done that. Uh, that's yeah. uh, that some that somebody uh, cut off uh, his uh, his his girlfriend or wife. I forget uh, her breast. Put her in his pocket. Walked into a bank and slapped it down on the counter and said, "What up?" Yeah, yeah, that's the thing uh, that happened. That's true. Uh, I'm going to that. Yep, the, the the those damn Ross kids. <laughs> I, like I, I wish that I didn't know the things that I know. <laughs> you should snope that after old uh, cryogenic, yeah, cryogenic Ross over here. <laughs> Maybe that'll make it into the uh, into the appendix. No, it was oh, a news yeah. article. It was sourced. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dennis, do you want to go ahead and uh, read our next comment? Yeah. So this one comes from Maddox Delaska uh, through Facebook, and he says, "Go isn't talking about Andre when he talks about that old blacksmith. He's talking about the giant Smith in Anne Orlando. Yep. Also." Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no. Like I knew that the second that I said it, I didn't correct it, and then I, I thought about editing it out, but that wouldn't be in the spirit of things. So, yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, also, the purging stone doesn't give the curse to someone else; it accepts the curse as a surrogate. Uh, it's capable of this because it was human or some other being. Uh, another spooky ass thing from Karim. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We we biffed on both those things. Yeah. <laughs> no excuse. It's it's so creepy to think of me that the curse. I almost is the curse stone like an almost like a square template. Yeah, it it is. It's a, like an ashy buildup around a skull. Yeah, it always made me think of like you know those car compactors and the trash heaps. I just see some like skeleton getting dropped into that. <laughs> like the, the ashy buildup is the rest of his body. Yeah, that, that, that's what I always assume, and I see. I guess the 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 crab dudes are uh, death crabs. Death crab for cutie. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're that's what that you know it started out as a full human, and that's what they distilled it down to. Right. Mm. Gross. Huh. That is pretty gross. Charles Pierce via Facebook says, "I just had a thought about the crestfallen warrior. Maybe he moved down to Anor- or, sorry to New Londo because of Fram's breath, and he figured if he killed you, then Fram would just go back to sleep. If he's been sitting in Firelink long enough, the crestfallen warrior's probably seen several chosen undead already, and knows Fram will just take a nap if you go hollow. That's interesting. Yeah, like that, that the idea instead of it being you know it being the opposite, like he's not actually that bothered by Fram. He wants to stop you know what's uh, got Fram all excited. Yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. Which, if I remember fighting him, he do, he doesn't seem that bonkers. He just kind of runs up and starts attacking you. Right. Yeah, he's he's I mean, he fights the same way that the Crystal General does, or any just like human attacker, right? Yeah. Or the uh, the um, uh, whatever whatever the Dark Moon Covenant protectors. Mm-hmm. You know, when you fight a human, they all fight more or less the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, um, Billy Riley. Via comment says. The reason the petrified blacksmiths look like Andre is for the player recognition when they find them, so they understand the item more uh, when they find it. And also a good point. Like, that could be mechanically why, like, you associate it with a blacksmith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you know to bring this to a blacksmith. Yeah. There's, uh, there, there's something else about, about Andre, because he has, he's one of the only um, NPCs whose mouths move when he, when he talks. Um, oh, really? Because he is, uh, like, a special character model. 
Because he's not wearing a helmet. It's probably a big reason why. Oh, well, well, well yeah, yeah. He's, he's not wearing a helmet, yeah, but also, like, no other human's mouth talks. Or mouth yeah. moves when they talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like just, there's it, Gigantress it, up there, and she doesn't have a helmet, but her mouth. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right, right. Or, she's telepathic. Well, she's an illusion. Yeah. So, but yeah, oh, well, yeah. Or yeah, uh, what's his name? Petrus. His mouth doesn't move when he when when he talks. Nobody does. Everybody just kind of sits yeah. there. But oh, just Chris for but, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just for some reason, Andre has Andre has animations for for his mouth. Hmm. It's interesting. Whenever I found one of those petrified blacksmiths, I, it always made me really sad. Like I, for whatever reason, there's there's no good reason for this, but I always assume that they like died protecting this world or like you know trying to protect something. Like they just seem they seem like a real agent of good in this world. I mean that's right. just because Andre is so jovial and kind hearted. But yeah, he's solid, bro. Mm-hmm. Really hard mm-hmm. to fight too. He's he's a tough yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. Why would yeah. you his weapon is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, because his weapon is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted his Balder side sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a video game. You can't have real feels. Yeah. Dennis, what does Wilco say? Besides yeah, Yankee Hotel Fox. Wilco, Wilco. Yeah, they say that uh, they're trying to break your heart. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, I love that. <laughs> no, to, to further extrapolate on the, on the blacksmiths, he says that it was mentioned in a developer interview that they just reused the model for the blacksmiths. So I don't think there's any special implication, although the multiple Andre theory sounds kind of cool. To be fair, it would be a bit out of character for this game because so many things seem to be inconsequential only to later reveal some hidden meaning or lore. But maybe they'll um, retcon a bit. With uh, DAS2. Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2. Das. Oh, yeah, DES. Okay, I know. Here we go. With uh, with Dark Souls 2. <laughs> yeah. Like DAS2? What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah DES is the Demon Souls abbreviation, and yep. DAS is the Dark Souls. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, uh, you know, makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, what part of the trying to. We can, we, like, you have to read Dark Souls like a novel, so you have to kind of dead author it up. Yeah. You know, I feel like if, like, the, uh, trying to figure out what was intended by the developers only goes so far, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and part of, like, it's more fun to me to ignore that. Right. Like, like that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not trying to discount your comment, but I, I like, that's kind of how I've taken it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, cause we, like, we gleefully, d- you know, dove into like a lot of areas where we don't, uh, you know, we're not really worried about what the the developers intended. Mm-hmm. We're just conjecturing, yeah. and uh, I'm into it. Yep, it's part of the fun, I think. Yes. <laughs> so I'll move mm-hmm. into the responses here with Osmosis on something awful, who says I'm conflicted about the Duke's archives because it's one of my favorite environments in the game, a gorgeous library that is slowly being corrupted by crystal emanations from Seath's research, and one of my least favorite areas to actually play through. The powered-up crystal hollows and the constant sniping by the channelers is just incredibly unpleasant to me. Not to mention all the narrow walkways and the requirement of three-dimensional awareness to figure out where or to figure those bloody stairs out. Suffice it to say, I never managed to get that crossbow <laughs> thing. So we, kind of we, over that. we we never mentioned Aveline um, in the uh, in, yeah. In, I mentioned in, the chest, but we didn't go back to it. Yeah, it we looks didn't. Go, so cool. Yeah, it, it, it looks like so. So it shoots through ammo. Um, I've actually gotten it. Um, so nice. hard to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, in order to get to it, you have to time, um, jumping off of the end of one of the, uh, the stairs, um, as it's rotating because the chest is situated on top of a, uh, 
on top of a bookshelf, uh, like right when you walk in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the cool things too, like the, uh, item description for it, mm-hmm. um, you know, it does one of those things where it, uh, you know, hints at other lore and it's a, a repeating crossbow cherished by the weapon craftsman, Idis. Oh, really? What's up with Idis? Yeah. I have not. Who's, I, who's Idis? I've not heard that. I mean, it looks like something the channelers would, would have like, yeah, the, with the, like six. the, the six. Yeah. yeah. But it's made of oh, yeah. and its elaborate design makes it closer to a work of art than a weapon. Right. It says, just like getting it is closer to a, you know, like a fun achievement than it is a, uh, <laughs> a useful, actual, a useful yeah. thing. So yeah. cool. You've, you've used it. Does it do like the, you know, one, one pull of the trigger fires three arrows, like any of the traps in Sen's Fortress or how does it work? Yeah. It fires three at once. Um, each of the arrows does a little bit less damage. So it's kind of, you know, it's not really that much of a net gain. It just uses more ammo. So you mm. would, you would, you would be better off using the, using the sniper crossbow, but yeah. You can, you can any... do a lot of damage with it if you, like, enchant it, though. Because yeah. it, it has a regular upgrade path. So if, like, a lightning avalanche oh. with uh, lightning bolts will do a lot of damage. Like, it's pretty useful oh. in PvP for interrupting things. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Like, I've, I've seen it a lot in duels where, like, you just pull out the avalanche and quickly shoot somebody. And you can interrupt spells and stuff like that. Yeah. Crossbows are really useful, useful for that anyway. I, I generally yeah. always keep one equipped in the in the secondary left-hand slot. Um, yeah. Yeah, if I can afford the weight anyway. Uh, Osmosis goes on to say, Highlights of the area. The good. An ancient gramophone as an alarm system. An un- an, a wonderful, unearthly wail. At first. The bad. The never-ending wail of that bloody alarm system until you switch <laughs> it off. The ugly. Logan Banana Hammock. <laughs> That's his original name. Yeah. <laughs> and Osmosis uh, finishes up. As far as the crystal caves are concerned, as someone who doesn't like the depths, it's just too stressy. And I tend to just dash through it and get it over with ASAP. Seath's Bonfire is wonderful for farming Twinkling Titanite, though. Oh, we didn't mention that. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I think I read it was the best place in the game. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh, Did you write this, Cole? No, like secretly, like this is very similar to uh, your opinion on this. Like, I'm, I'm just kidding, but like yeah. this guy had the same experience you did, <laughs> more or less. Pretty much. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that I'm the only person who's stressed out by heights. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, the interesting thing about the farming twinkling titanite that used to be a way bigger deal before they made it so you could buy it. Right. Um, like, and that used to really stress people out because so many weapons uh, use it, but now you can buy it from the giant blacksmith. Right. No biggie. Um, something we didn't, just on the subject of Logan, we didn't talk about it during the episode. The reason why he wears a big hat is to shield him from other people, like, so yeah. he doesn't have to pay attention to them. He, he, is, um, he is an INTJ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's goon versus goon, man. This is, <laughs> this is the goon, goon zone. Um, <clears throat> zombies do- downfall uh, via something awful, which is Vivian. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, she says, Seath the Scaleless is one of my favorite characters in the game. And one of those we can best figure out through tangible evidence. He's like a cross between Niago, Dr. Frankenstein, and the Ice King from Adventure Time. Yeah, that Ice King comparison really, really struck home. <laughs> I was like, except, yeah. except he was never like a good guy. Like he helped with the dragons, but he was right. betraying his own kind to like get invincible. Uh, yeah, like but the, the thing about the Ice King is he's tragic. Yeah, like, yeah. But but that wasn't until, until like season four. Like, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, true. you know, like the, the, the Ice King's ba- the, the Ice King's basic M.O. before we knew he was Simon was just kind of like, I need as many princesses as possible. Right, right, so, right. And, that, and that, that part is definitely lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they, made the, they, made, they made the Ice King a much more interesting character. Uh, with, the, with, than they with ever that, made with Yeah, yeah. So the, <laughs> they, is, do we know that Seath's endgame was always immortality? Like, that's why he helped? 
I, no, I mean, I think that we know it from, yeah, we know it from things. We yeah. know it from, from dialogue and items. We don't know it when, did you say, did we always know it? Or no, you asked if it was always his endgame. Yeah. Like, we don't know it right from the beginning. It doesn't say what his motivations are in the uh, the intro, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always read it. I always read it that he was actually like a legit good guy, helped out. You know, was made a duke, and they gave him this place. But then, just as he spent more time in these archives, he became more and more obsessed with correcting his quote unquote disability. Yeah, I could, I could see him. Um, I could see him resenting the other uh, dragons because they won't, they won't die, and he will. And him also feeling more uh, affinity or kinship with the mortals than the than the dragons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that could be. Even though there is like a little bit of like you know, depending on where you fall, and this is total speculation stuff, but that he was maybe not on the up and up, given that Havel had a huge problem with him. Right. So like they were they were that that's an axis, you know, between yeah. the two of them. Seath used to be the uh, the dragon from the Never Ending Story before he he went to the dark yeah, side. <laughs> You've been sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm immortal. Uh, <laughs> these are my scales. <laughs> if you haven't seen the Never Ending Story in a while, watch it again. Falcor's voice is hilarious. <laughs> I'm a luck dragon. <laughs> like, he sounds a lot like George, like like a gayer George Takai. Think on that. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh my. Yeah, that's exactly what he sounds like. Oh my. Yeah, like like you know, I treated your poison while you were sleeping. Like he delivers every line like that. It's great. Uh, but complete aside, but did anyone see George Takai on uh, The Neighbors? No. Mm, I don't know what The Neighbors Oh, he was hilarious. It's it, The Neighbors is a surprisingly funny show. It's like, um, it's just like a, a sitcom. I don't know what it's on. I, I get it on Hulu, but I, I absolutely love it and completely stumbled into it. Like, you would never think it's good, but it really is. And uh, George Takai was in, the, in the, their season finale. Um, I'm glad that we've elected him king of Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's wonderful. He's a real funny dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love his his uh, responses to the uh, the uh, protest signs. Yeah, uh, like the gay marriage protest signs. Like those, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done. Yeah. Class act. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. I always get away from the tab. Who is Billy next? Oh, I think I, this, this is me holding this up. So uh, Billy Riley uh, through Facebook says, straight up, fuck those crystal soldiers with their high resistance and fuck the archers and their bendy arrows all day long. Agreed. <laughs> Too many failed attempts at gathering the Avalon in the Dukes. Uh, and oh my God, seriously, <laughs> fuck that one crystal golem in the caves with the item behind him. It's not even anything good. So many Dark Souls? Skinner! <laughs> yeah, I completely, that, like, I love this place, but like I said uh, last week, it's, it's where I hit early this night if you're on our time. But, uh, you know, it's where I hit, where I bottomed out. So I, I share many of those sentiments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time is timey-wimey on, on Phil, via the context, says, Everyone seems to think that Seath was driven mad during his search for immortality. I have a different story. What if, by using the crystal, it made him immortal but also cursed him? This would explain why he had a channeler researching curse in the depths, as well as why being hit by the crystals can curse you. Also, it explains why there are man-eater shells down there, which may have uh, been taken from Ash Lake. He may have needed a source of purging stones to keep his own curse at bay. All of that may have been what drove him mad. Hmm. It's internally consistent. Yeah. 
yeah, and yeah. eternally consistent. <laughs> it's, it's eternally and internally. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see it. There's nothing like to show that he got cursed, mm-hmm. but you know, he does have like crystal, like cursing does make crystal growths grow out of you. Yep. He has crystal growths growing out of him. Yeah. Um, when you're cursed, though, your curse doesn't transfer into things that you hit. Yeah. So uh, unless like, you're a hacker. Oh yeah. And then and then and then, <laughs> and then, then fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then go fuck yourself. <laughs> is there? Has anyone? Has anyone ever tried um, like cursing Seath? Is that? I, I don't have much experience with cursing the game. You so you like, did you do you, that? You never get the power to curse uh, without hacking. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. I've just now began seeing like people do interesting things with like fucking around with the bosses like yeah. that. Like there's a series I want to uh, plug and put a link into um, that someone uh, on Facebook uh, linked me to. And I apologize for, for not getting your name and I'll actually get it right now. Um, but what it is, is people messing with the, uh, the AI and the settings to make bosses fight each other. <laughs> oh. did you, have you watched those calls? Yeah, on our, it's our crazy. Somebody did Manus versus Calamite. Yeah, 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 and like the the post, it was really cool. Like, I really want to find what it is, but it's just like, you know, how about some EVE? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. And it's like Manus <laughs> versus Calamity. He's doing multiple rounds. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Um. Here, let me. Uh, yes. Uh, this was this was Leonard yeah. who who, yeah, Leonard, who's, who who's just about to comment. comment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Leonard, who also sent me the really cool. We'll, we'll talk about it, but really cool uh, theorizing on a um, uh, 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 pinwheel. Oh, yeah. From uh, from Reddit, which like I would never go there because never go on Reddit, never go on Reddit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the uh, yeah, this is it's a really cool YouTube series of like bosses fighting each other. And what he does is he summons a boss in another boss's arena and then changes its AI setting to be on your side. <laughs> and uh, you can kind of it's awesome because you can see the code like there's a spell that makes undead on your side. Hmm. So I'm sure it's the same switch, you know, these flipping that right. you can get in game. Yeah, there's a there's a miracle. That makes uh, called Undead Rapport. I think it's a miracle. It mm-hmm. might be a sorcery. I can't remember. But there's a thing called Undead Rapport. It's a pyromancy. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, you get yeah. you get it from uh, from one of the Dars Chaos. Right on. Yeah, it's it's one of those miscellaneous area, but it it makes Undead on your side, which isn't that big of a deal unless it's like you can do some fun PvP shit with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some videos of that as well. Hey, just real quick because I don't know where else to stick it. I was I was thinking about this um, for the main episode and just didn't get around to asking. Have there been any like weird subculture things where people have seen how long they could last against the uh, Seath in the original battle? Like the one where you're doomed to fail? Is there any like world record holder for longest time uh, holding out? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to Google around a bit. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if like the, the final thing that kills you is an automatic thing or not. Yeah. yeah. You know? wow. um, it, that it, would be... it fills up the room pretty, per, pretty, yeah. per, per, pretty fully. Huh. I, I'm yeah. I, right now. I'm I'm, want, I'm looking at just be, just because I wanted to pull this up so so we could get the link. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at Ornstein fighting Smo. <laughs> oh, I haven't I haven't watched. He hasn't gone. The last time I watched, he was still in the DLC. Yeah, yeah. So so it's Ornstein fighting Smo right now, um, which brings up another another thing from that from that Vati Vidya uh, uh, you know video that we referenced earlier, uh, which is like. Uh, so if you kill Ornstein first, you know, the, the, the cutscene where Smo smashes him, uh, mm-hmm. Ornstein's finger twitches. Yeah. So he's still alive. Smo just gives no fucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smo's a real piece of shit. <laughs> he's maybe the biggest piece of shit in Dark Souls. That guy's yeah. a real asshole. Um, yeah. So Leonard, who uh, brought us that awesome Manus versus uh, 
Artorias thing. Check out the links in the if you want to see it. Or go to the Facebook group, which you should be going to anyway. Great Dark Souls <laughs> content aggregator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to say, <clears throat> I don't really know where to start here. The Duke's archives are such a rich area for all kinds of theories and interpretations. Here are a few of my favorite things about the archives. First off, the Picasas, man. Or Pesacas, uh, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, um, I guess they kind of look like deranged vaginas once they attack. But I, but the thing I do like about them is the Lovecraftian approach to their actual origin. They were once women, kidnapped by Seath agents, and abused for his experiments. Two of them are non-aggressive, even after the alarm sounds, and you can hear them crying if you stand close enough to them. And they drop two miracles only members of the princess's guard can use. The description of the miracles implies that these two Picassas were maidens of Guinevere once. Actually, they're called younger sister and older sister. Uh, concerning the probability of Rhea getting smacked, uh, snatched away and turning up hollow in the archives, this is by far one of the darkest moments in the game. I really do wonder why this uh, maniac dragon turned pretty girls, and himself for that matter, into tentacled hentai fantasies. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted scales, and I can see how the crystals would work as a surrogate, but tentacles? Um, and just a quick note, we didn't talk about Rhea here, but we're going to talk about her during the Catacombs to yep. the Giants. And we'll talk about her sto- whole storyline, even though it does end here. Right. Um, he continues, Big Cat Logan, his storyline resolves here, and it does it in a pretty weird way. Again, you free him from a prison and can later uh, buy the sorceries that he himself found in the library. In my opinion, he is not exactly turning hollow, but rather going mad over the course of his studies. Until the very end, he has a goal and more than a healthy amount of ambition to reach it. Again, a motive is found in some of Lovecraft's stories. A person losing his mind over uh, the knowledge in his brain that he simply cannot process correctly. Oh, the cosmic horrors. One of the few things that can still make me keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we, yeah, we, I, check out that episode, man. We <laughs> yeah. covered, like, you, we are, we are of similar minds on this stuff. Yeah. We hit all, yeah, that uh, stuff. So do, do, do we think that Logan is writing these new spells or is he, like, finding them and then re- reselling them to you? Hmm. Mm. Well, they're not written anywhere else, right? Like, right. well, I guess, yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, it could just be the kind of like, oh, we found we found it along with the bylaw that says all ducks must wear hats. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> or, or that he's just going mad because, well, because one of them has a much darker implication, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if he's writing, he's going mad and he's writing the spells. They're two right. separate things. Like, he happens to be writing spells and going mad along a different track. Mm-hmm. If he's finding them and reading them, he then sells them to you right. with the implication that you are then going to go mad from using them. The fact that you don't makes me think it's probably the former, yeah. but the latter is kind of like flavor-wise a little bit tastier. Yeah, I like I like the latter as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, mean, I think you'd have to do a lot more plot gymnastics to rationalize every vendor in the game to you. That's yeah, that's true too. Especially yeah. if like all sorceries came from here, but I mean they didn't. They came from that yeah. school. I guess. Like, and the like, thing, the, these be, are all crystal ones, though. Too. Yeah, the new ones he finds. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so so like Leonard kind of. Sorry, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Um, you know, brings up this. You know, do do we think that going mad and going hollow are mutually exclusive? Because I I see him going hollow as as a result of just him losing all of his all of his humanity, all of his connection to like the, 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 the morals of the squares. Right. That's what going, so going hollow has two different meanings, right? Like it's, it's a word that means two different things. One is just like not being human mm-hmm. now. And then the other one is actually going, going crazy the mm-hmm. same way that Crestfallen Merchant did. 
the same way, thing like that. I like to think Logan did not go that second hollow, even though we may have said gone hollow before. Right. And that he went crazy the same way Seath did. Like, he went crazy from knowledge as opposed to going crazy from losing his, like, oh, yeah. moral center. Other merchants in the game go mad from selling you all their stuff. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, and no longer having a purpose. I don't think that's what happened to him because they're telegraphing so clearly that, like, studying this crystal shit is bad news. Right. Uh, something that I'm ignoring is that uh, when you fight him, he is not a hot dog man. Yeah. Whereas yeah, other he, other people who go hollow are hot dog men. Right. He's a beefcake. And I think we said go hollow earlier, but I didn't yeah. actually mean that. I, yeah. There are three meanings for go hollow. I just <laughs> meant that he goes crazy. Right. I think it's like a, a squares and rectangles kind of thing where like if, you, if you've if you gone hollow, the you know insane part, You're then, mad. Yes, you have to be yeah. mad. But you can be mad without being hollow. Right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It is. It is inconsistent the way they use that word through the game. Right. Yeah, just one of the many things that became <laughs> such a confusing treasure. I want to pick that one to be really infuriated about. <laughs> Everything else can slide. Yeah. Um, why don't you slide on over to Randall's con- comments? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randall says uh, the alight crystal golem on the twisted bridge in the middle of the crystal caves can suck my scaleless dick. Again, sharing many of my sentences about this area. For, right, for, scaleless for now, tree man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, if you have a scaly dick, you have something called muscolum, which is a very rare STD. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Another thing to be afraid of. <laughs> which I don't have. I just know about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I do have these pamphlets. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that guy, football tackled me off the edge of this that thing like four times. And the run-up from the last bonfire is boring. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Um, the Duke's Archives jail area is mysterious, creepy, and awesome. I would have liked to see more of Seath's weird experiments in the main Duke's Archives area. It's too sunny up there, and the staircase swapping puzzle stinks. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I guess that's that's probably the closest thing to a puzzle in this game. Like, we've, yeah. we've talked about, or we, you guys, <laughs> have <laughs> talked about how a lot of the puzzles aren't really puzzles. They're just, like, find the button. Yeah. Um, and this one this and- one really does legit take some some solving yeah right. we, we didn't talk about that but that's a huge point because like one of the things um you know that's another way that this area is breaking the rules like yeah my one of my, my favorite thing about the catacomb maybe not my favorite but one of my favorite things is it you know dark Souls it enforces like dark soul is not a puzzle game you're not doing like legend of zelda water temple manipulating the water level to make certain blocks float up and then putting them down to the bottom floor to push them around bullshit like you just you get to a switch you push it so you can continue Mm-hmm. And this is the only area in the game where you're legitimately, like, maybe the only area where you're doing a puzzle. I can't think of like, anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that sucks because puzzle, like puzzles don't belong in Dark Souls. Right. You know, like, that's not the type of game this is. So it's a weird area where they're experimenting with being, like, a different type of game. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then finally, we have Jeremy Greer via Facebook, uh, who is uh, bringing us a new segment, PvP Corner. Hey. <laughs> Yay! Put it. Put in some chimes there. You don't have to put in chimes. Um, they probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy, uh, who was on our PvP episode uh, la- la- two weeks ago, uh, roughly, and that was so good. Thanks again, Jeremy. Uh, we, yeah, thanks, we Jeremy. really had a good time. Good um, response too. Yeah, like, definitely people responded well to it. So, definitely, if you do uh, uh, Demon Souls PvP, maybe we'll have you back. Yeah. So he says, number one, invade, then backtrack to the library where the player is locked up after the first Seath fight. Make your way to the bottom, then activate the music box to start the horrible grinding music. Black Crystal out, taking with you the satisfaction of having annoyed the crap out of the host. (laughs) Can you hear that throughout the archives? That's a good question. That is a good question. 
Some, this makes it sound like yes. So, so, yeah, so some, this does make it sound like yes. <laughs> so somebody, somebody write in to, to, to let us know. By um, what you mean, the, the, the music box starts playing roundabout. So number two, as an invader, get ahead of the host and make your way into the caves. Hide behind one of the clams that's off uh, to, uh, to the left by itself. When the host comes up to kill it first, and most do, attack and kill the host. Send a message that says clam bush <laughs> and call it a day. <laughs> Clam pushed. Oh my god, Jeremy. That's awesome. (laughs) Number three. As a sorcerer, wait for phantoms to invade you using the dried finger if necessary. When they do, use chameleon and wait just on the inside of the door to the room where you find the crystal ember. Invaders will run right past you, allowing you to cast crystal soul spear directly into their back. If you're equipped right, it should do a one shot. Enjoy the hate mail that follows. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Where do you find the crystal ember? <laughs> uh, in in the room with the Chandler's set. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and and Jeremy, continue. thank you for this, Jeremy. That's yes, awesome. Yes, thank you, Jeremy. And if you want to do these for every area, that's awesome. Yeah, let us like, know. I would encourage you to do it. Yeah. Um, continues for uh, for non PvP stuff. The fact that the that the Pasakas are openly weeping and refuse nope, to attack. What? Well, he, he right, writes Picasso, he, but it, yeah. it is Picasso. Oh, excuse me. Gotcha. Uh, Everybody makes that mistake. Like, yeah. I, we, how do we not correct ourselves up until this point, even though we mentioned them like 30 times? Kind of vaginas from here on out? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, mimosa. Yeah, mimosas. Mimosas, yes. <laughs> the, the fact that the mimosas are a delightful beverage to be enjoyed at a brunch or at a morning <laughs> wedding. Um, yeah. yeah. Like if, you, if you go to a brunch and your mimosa is openly weeping, <laughs> that's some real – that's some <laughs> clockwork orange – not clockwork orange, uh, naked lunch shit. <laughs> like – Clockwork lunch. Um, the fact that the Pasakas are openly weeping and refuse to attack the player breaks my heart every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is pretty pops. heartbreaking. Yeah. Yep. So it's an unfortunate, yeah, a sad life. Yeah. It's a hard knock life for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, I want to do like when I do my uh, uh, PVP build, if I ever make one, is going to be a sorcerer. Yeah. Because I want to do a bunch of uh, ridiculous you know, one shotting people. Yeah. I like glass canning and out <laughs> cannon and out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a ton of response this week. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, yeah. 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 Um, if you want to respond about, there's still time to talk about, uh, the demon ruins and, uh, lost Isolith. And I know people have opinions about those areas. <laughs> so, uh, but a chaos, most fair boss or merely a fair boss. <laughs> um, yeah. Check the, you know, give us a, a, a shout on uh, the Facebook page or at uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yes. Um, yep. In terms of like, you know, general stuff that you can do, there's the iTunes ratings and reviews. Tell a friend. If you have a friend who likes Dark Souls, uh, you know, Dark Souls, that kind of travels from person to person um, as mm-hmm. all, all of our stories um, it's a sentient suggest. Virus. Yes. Um, you know, if, 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 if you've passed the Dark Souls bug onto somebody, let them know about our thing, you know. Yep. Please yes. do. And at the time you're hearing this, there's still time to support the Watch Out for Fireballs Kickstarter. Um, please do so and go to uh, www.duckfeed.tv forward slash Kickstarter. It will redirect you to the uh, unwieldy Kickstarter URL. <laughs> and uh, if you feel like supporting us, uh, make, helping us do a super cool thing, throw a couple uh, bucks our way. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, and then, uh, D- Dennis, do you, is there anything that you want to plug before we before we go? 
Yeah, of course. In all of our interests, since it's also a show on the network, uh, <laughs> we're keeping it in the family today. Uh, go check out The Level, which is the podcast that I do with uh, Cole and uh, with a couple of our other college friends, and even sometimes with Gary. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's more of kind of a roundtable discussion of modern games. Um, we like to kind of focus on the experience of playing games and kind of games as this medium in its uh, artistic adolescence more so than trying to like do industry news or game reviews. Though we talk about those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just real fun if you like intellectual discussion of games and um, if you like the flavor uh, and, and kind of timber of, of this podcast, then, then the level should sit, sit really well with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, check that out. We've got some really cool interviews, um, or a really cool interview that we did with the uh, lead level designer of Spec Ops: The Line, where he talks about a whole bunch of uh, you know behind the scenes stuff that you wouldn't otherwise know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, start start there, um, and then check us out. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, and and, and uh, until next time, uh, praise the sun. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. Hey, how's it going? It's going. It's going okay. You okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah, dude. This week, um... <laughs> never heard your voice this deep. <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah, I did. I did just wake up, and I kind of have a cold, so it all probably contributes. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! <laughs> no, you might, you might, you might get this uh, morphing over the course of our conversation. Hopefully, it stays this sonorous. I can give Cole a, a run for his money. You, you sound like twenty percent manlier. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he's going through sec. He's going through like beta puberty. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my trip to uh, San Francisco actually Super. not for business. It was uh, for a for a sex change. I've actually been a woman <laughs> up to this point. No. Uh, <laughs> or you just said make me more male. Yeah, get get get, get. <laughs> like, get another penis. <laughs> like, All of the penises. On a third scrotum and a second <laughs> penis. An infinite chest hair and three, so, yeah. two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, David Foster Wallace has infinite chest hair. Yeah. Uh, by, uh, by the end of this episode, I'll be squeaking, and it'll just be this range across. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like a, itself. Yeah, <laughs> like like by the end, we'll we'll just uh, splice in uh, audio of the bloop from you know the bottom of the ocean. Like that'll, oh, yeah. that'll just be it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it looks good on you. Yeah, God. Oh, man, don't get me started on Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> Why don't you have to lay some science on us, Cole? <laughs> like, let's get you started. Let's do a bit. <laughs> you, 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 you know that he had himself cryogenically frozen, right? No. Yeah, yeah, or like, like pieces of himself. He wants to be cloned, or wanted to be cloned. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he like if you if you if you peer into the into the Rodney. Oh, Google it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> 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 this really doesn't sound. Right. Damn, my loud keyboard! Not allowing me to stealth <laughs> the veracity of this. Like, well, to be fair, it sounds a lot like an urban legend. Like. <laughs> I'm just imagining Rodney Dangerfield talking with Rodney Dangerfield. I feel what? like he'd annoy the shit out of himself. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield talking with Rover Dangerfield? That would be even more right. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, uh, uh, let's see here, the Chicago Tribune, 
uh, alleged that he was a member of the Raelian Church and uh, was, uh, or that he met with people of the Raelian Church to, uh, um, to figure out how to get himself cloned after he was gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does, it doesn't show on his Wikipedia, even though it does say that UCLA's Division of Neurosurgery named a suite of operating rooms after him and gave him the Rodney Respect Award. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wife, so, so so yeah i'm not seeing i'm not seeing a lot of very i'm not seeing a lot of very uh respectable sources on this but uh yeah he's kind of in my mind in this in the same league as uh as dan Aykroyd, except i like i i think that i think that rodney dangerfield has a higher hit to miss ratio than dan Aykroyd does mm, yeah he and he's not a jerk right like he never turned into right like, a crazy jerk like right right it doesn't look like Rodney Dangerfield cryogenically froze himself. Okay, so there's enough like there's enough like it comes up it autocompletes, so it makes me think that there's probably <laughs> you, you somebody know, else has searched it. But uh, osmosis, I don't know. I can't say. It's just something that sprung fully formed from my head. Yeah, am I creating I, this reality? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Um, it, it just just one of those weird things that's like accepted as like you know reality or something that's just like accepted as true because hey why not yeah it's not it sounds like a, a thing yeah but i also like because he hasn't didn't go too crazy in mm -hmm. his life that maybe because he seemed like a pretty solid bro mm -hmm. up until his death i think the greatest contribution of rodney dangerfield is that episode of the simpsons with mr burns's son <laughs> you're right <laughs> like, yeah that's my favorite thing he's like he's ever done he spelled yell with a six yeah <laughs> it's, so, it's so good distressed coke bottle <laughs> like, uh, uh, was that the one with the uh oh man with the <laughs> sea the seashell sculpture of lucille ball yeah yeah <laughs> okay oh gosh what is it so so the so the cryogenically frozen to be cloned that was that baseball player right hank aaron something like that let's see what the old google says Maybe? Uh, <laughs> i didn't think i didn't think Her he had his head frozen settled. I'm just gonna find Futurama again. Yeah, yeah baseball player frozen head. Ted Williams. There we go. Ted Williams. Well, check this out. Wikipedia uh, cryogenically prefer, uh, preserve people. Okay. So there, there's and uh, yeah, Ted Williams, and then a whole lot of people I've never heard of, right, including right. one of them named FM two zero three zero. What? <laughs> oh wow. Oh, it's a person. He's an author, teacher, teacher, and transhumanist philosopher. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And he gave himself like a cyborg name. His name is FM twenty thirty. What? You're listening to FM twenty thirty. Future hits today. Release tomorrow. Like, what the fuck, man? I don't know. It's the only person on here that even looks like remotely. All the rest of these people. I guess there are some authors and professors and stuff, but I've never. How heard do you of. get rich enough as a transhumanist philosopher to cryogenically freeze yourself? Teaching transhumanist philosophy, just like all <laughs> philosophy majors, like yeah, that's probably it. Um, he was also a futurist consultant and and a teacher. So yeah, he got pancreatic cancer in 2000. Was placed in cryogenic suspension at the Alcor Life Extension Foundation hmm. in Arizona. Did you ever hear that This American Life about the uh, about the person who started up the cryogenic um, uh, freezing company, but then the power went out and they <laughs> had to like try and like uh, hide it from the people that happened, you know, that, yeah, that, that yeah. paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty crazy. Arizona seems like the worst place to put that. Weekend, weekend at Bernie's three. Yeah, yeah, just the uh, with starring FM two zero three zero. Okay, it's um, it's it's weekend at Bernie's three, but it's also the seventh Ice Age movie. Yeah, eternity at Bernie's. <laughs> no, it's it's weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> yeah, his his book was Are You a Transhuman? Monitoring and Stimulating Your Personal Rate of Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. 1989. So, ooh, and he wrote fiction under his original name. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> and that original name. Did that... well, uh, it's got a uh, slave name. Call me by Fer- my cyborg name. <laughs> yeah. Faradun M. S. Fandieri. Well, what? Um, I love, it's so stupid when Wikipedia like will make a link to something like fiction. Yeah. Like in addition, he wrote a number of works of fiction under his original name, and then fiction links to the Wikipedia entry on fiction. Oh yeah, just in case someone's like, what? Yeah, why not have it for name or original or number or works? Why isn't all like, of Wikipedia what? hyperlinked? That's that's the yeah. goal, right? That's the goal of Wikipedia. Yeah, that would be that'd be pretty pretty infuriating. <laughs> like, like, where do I click to get control to scroll? Use my scroll wheel. <laughs> And we all pray that we will have far more soon 